Chuck is the true winner of Dumb Bleep of the Year. Chuck is wonderful. <laughs> What a way to kick off the new year. Good, good morning, Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nate Thurston. Across from me is Mr. Charles Chuck Thompson. And joining us live, they can talk whenever they want, are members of the Fed Haters Club. They're here for Dumb Bleep of the Year. Anyone wants to chime in anytime, they can come in say funnier things than me or Charlie. That's a pretty cool perk. Yeah. Yeah. Get to talk on it the It is episode. not very hard to be funnier than Chuck. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's what we're going to do this whole episode, I if, bet. If you ever hear us <laughs> mentioning Costco, who's uh, Charlie's biggest fan, um, he's going to be chiming in, I'm sure, with some uh, Chuck hatred today. Yeah. It's uh, all flirting. Yeah. You know? So just so you know, every time he chimes in, it's just... Flirting with the big man. It's uh, it's January 1st. Yeah, Merry New Year, man. Yeah, New Year's Day right now. Yeah. We hung out together as friends last night. Yeah, uh, with some, weird. With, with some other friends <laughs> and the kids. And yeah. I just want to commend everyone that was there with us. We stayed up until midnight, and we we actually counted down. We watched Leonard Skinner playing the Nash bash whatever it was oh, yeah the nash bash <laughs> and uh, it was a good time the, we didn't hear a peep from the kids almost no. all night it no. was almost like it was just adults hanging I know. out they were upstairs playing the whole time they were upstairs playing video games and watching movies yeah it's perfect <laughs> and so we've been uh, the live group the fed haters club joins uml.com has been voting through all of the dumb bleeps from 2023 we went through a big round one and then we narrowed it down by quarter so we could vote on the quarters to get those down to the final four. And we are bringing you the final four. So no, there's no new news today, but we are going to be going through what we decided were the dumbest things from last year. And we're going to figure out what Dumb Leap of the Year is. The winner of this will get a trophy sent to them. And whoever submitted the thing also gets a trophy as well. I don't know who that is. Yeah. No way of knowing. Uh, but... Yeah, it's going to be a good time. We appreciate everyone coming and hanging out with us today. I really don't have this super prepared episode for us, Charlie. I know that that's really weird. You're thinking I'm going to bring up some a uh, bunch of slides and uh, just have this all prepared and know exactly what we're going to read. But I figure since everyone's hanging out with us today, it'd be more fun to be unprepared. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. In no, this is in no particular order, and I, I guess in I true Chuck fashion. I do have to explain one of the ones that would have been in this slot right here. I got to get a little bit of correction out there, kind of. There was a story about a Clinton aide, Mark uh, Middleton, I think was his name, and he had uh, committed suicide. And at the time that we had the story from the New York Post in January, there the report was that there was no gun found at the scene, but he had been shot in the chest with buckshot, and he had been hung from a tree by an electric cord, mm. an extension cord. And it seemed kind of weird that there was no gun at the scene and it was still ruled a suicide. And so that made it into Dumb Leap of the Week. And in fact, it was doing really well, made it all the way to Q1 and was winning for Q1 too and would have been one of the final four. When I researched it to pull up the story, I found that, that New York Post had posted again in February and said actually there was a gun found at the scene and that the original report was incorrect, but that they had gotten more information than there was a gun found at the scene. Now, the gun was 
30 feet the away. The gun was 30 <laughs> feet away from the from Mark's body. And the explanation was that the recoil from the shotgun mm. and the angle at which he had shot himself with the shotgun had kicked the gun 30 feet away from his body. Propelled mm-hmm. the firearm. And uh, that's why the gun was found so far away from him and still ruled a suicide. I got to say... I'm we're gonna need to test this one, I think. <laughs> and uh, I'm not I'm not gonna do it personally, but I think we're gonna need to test this theory of a gun <laughs> flying thirty feet away from your body. After you shoot yourself in the chest with a shotgun. While you've rigged yourself to hang from an electric cord in a tree mm-hmm. after you get shot with a gun. Yeah. But because that information was not available for our first dumb bleep in January, we went ahead and uh disqualified because of the new information that had come to light, which means we have moved down to uh, what would have been number two for Q1, which is USC. It's a college. Never heard of USC. I wonder like, if he shot himself, but it's in the chest, so you can still live for a little bit. Yeah. And then, like, so he dropped the gun, and then he walked over to the tree, and hung himself with an electrical cord, the, and then that way it's, it's all suicide. Well, wasn't there a level on site? Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know how far the level was away from him. That's mm, the problem, yeah. you know. So also imagine shooting yourself in the chest with a shotgun. That's that would be tough. Just first off, tough. How long are his arms? I mean, you'd be long enough to hit the trigger. It's just the story is that he rigged himself. He he pre he tied the electric cord around his neck and like stood on a bench or something like that to where when he got shot, mm. he would fall off of it and he would hang from the tree. This is a very morose way to start, you know, 2024, yeah. but I think we'll have more of this in 2024. He Clinton you know, was here. Yeah. Epstein's list comes out tomorrow or something, so oh. we'll uh, we'll see about that. Well, you know, um, starting 2024 off with a bang. There you go. <laughs> um, so that's the story, and the story was that the recoil is what threw the gun away from the body, mm. and that there was no level on side, and that's why this is all, you know, pretty Who investigated this, Hillary Clinton? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. Okay, but anyway, the actual... That one so didn't make it, it wasn't Kurt Cobain style? Not quite. It was slightly different from that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't from love. And it wasn't... Oh, man. Uh, USC. Well, well, I'm just saying that one didn't make it. No. It did, but then didn't. Didn't. Because there was a gun found. We got to test the shotgun thing, though. I want to see it fly 30 feet. Okay. I just want to test it. So USC will no longer use the word. This one did make it. It did, yeah. Okay, this is Q1. This is the Q1 winner. They will no longer use the word field over its racist connotations. This Mm. is from January 11th of 2023. Go ahead, Charlie. The University of Southern California School of Social Work will no longer use the word field in its curriculum, saying it may have racist connotations. Mm. USC Mm -hmm. Suzanne's Dwork Peck. School of Social Work. One of the finer schools of social work. Yeah. So the change was critical to support anti-racist social work and inclusivity. The department specifically decided to remove the word field from its curriculum and replaced it with practicum. Mm -hmm. According to the letter, which was dated January 9th, just three days Mm. after the remembrance of the worst day in American history. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, this change supports anti-racist social work practice by replacing language that would be considered anti-black or anti-immigrant in favor of inclusive language. So you can't say like this field of study. Hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. that's racist. Mm. But what about the baseball team? Did they take the Race, field? Racist. The football mm-hmm. team. Yeah, very racist. The Trojans. Mm-hmm. They can't take the field anymore. They take the practicum. Yes, yes. And you want to look for they storm onto the practicum. They do, okay. and you want to see who wins on their track and practicum team. Uh, That's right. Maybe they go to the Olympics or something. Mm. I don't know. The letter continued, uh, language can be powerful and phrases such as language can also be dumb <laughs> when you change it. But it's violence. Yeah. And phrases such as going into the field or field work uh, maybe have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign. They're you can, malignant. You can only pick benign <laughs> words. Now, just to, imagine... They're trying to protect this person that when they say, oh, I see you're going into the field and this person whose great, great grandparent may or may not have been a slave or something like that. They're like, oh, the field, just like my grandfather went into the field. Like that's the first thing that you think of when you hear that. They're going to study at USC. (laughs) Exactly. Like a pretty prestigious. It's fairly prestigious place. Fair weather. Mm. It's very nice. Southern California. Yeah. It's very sought after school and going to cost you a lot in student loans. Very expensive school. Unless you have mm-hmm. rich parents. Unless you're one of the people who were offended by the word field. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll have student loans. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry. USC says they are joining other universities across the nation and making changes to their institution to honor and acknowledge inclusion and reject white supremacy anti-immigrant and anti-blackness ideologies who are well known for using the word field Mm. when speaking about people that they don't like. Uh, We are committing to further align our actions, behaviors, and practices with anti-racism and anti-oppression, which requires taking a close and critical look at our profession, our history, our biases, and our complicity in past and current injustices, USC said in the letter. Mm. Mm. No wonder this one won. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. It won pretty handily uh, in January. It beat out all the other ones pretty good. We had a lot of great submissions this year. Some of the ones that made it through, I wasn't... I, 2023 I wasn't was expecting. a dumb year. It was a very dumb year. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... Listen, what you got to remember, it's the first day of the year, okay? Everyone thinks thinking positively. I get it. You know, you're making your New Year's resolutions. You got any New Year's resol- resolutions, Charlie? No. Me either. No. Me either. That way there's just, no disappointment or failure. Every day I'm just know? trying to be a little bit better than yesterday. There you go. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. But I didn't make that like a resolution. Yeah. My resolution this year was to not have a resolution. And I think I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah. Actually, but that's a resolution. Mm. Mm. Okay. So you failed. All right. So that's number one. There's only four here in no particular order. <laughs> Let's go to the next one. Charlie, you weren't hey, actually. So is the, is the song uh, Bob O'Reilly by The Who? Is it banned on USC now? I Very first line of the song. I would I would have to assume so. Um, I'm sure you would get kicked out of the university for playing any such song mm-hmm. like that. And um, Definitely can't listen to it while you work out. No. No, you yeah. can't do that. And uh, going to have to ban all sports and farming. You can't do any farming because that happens quite a bit in fields. It's, pr- practicums. Yeah. Mostly know. happens yeah. in fields, yeah. I mm-hmm. look forward to hearing when my family goes to plant the practicum uh, <laughs> later this year. Yeah. It's a great word. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right, the next one. City of Atlanta. You weren't here for this episode, well, actually. I'm going to pause and see if the do Fed... Any, anybody else in the Fed Haters Club? 
have anything to say. Is anyone like Nate's this? trying to move on, and I'm going to open the door for you. <laughs> open the mic. Yeah, see, that's why I didn't do it. And nothing. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) The city. Yeah, you can shut that door. (laughs) That's why we started the podcast and you guys didn't. There you go. Because we can BS with the best of them at a moment's notice. Yeah. Uh, You weren't here for this episode when we talked about this, Mm. uh, but it's pretty nuts. Oh, no, Chuck, no surprise. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The city of Atlanta mistakenly tears down. You're saying I missed an episode? You missed an episode. Last year? This is one of the rare episodes. That's one of my resolutions. I'm not going to miss a single episode. Mm-hmm. I'll give it a week. Yeah. It's a goal. It, it, it's, just because you have yeah. a goal doesn't mean you get, you're going to reach it. But you at least... Don't you be more... Say you're not going to miss more than 10 episodes this year. No, I'm not going to miss a single one. I'm trying to help you as a friend. No, I'm... And not have you set yourself up for any kind of failure. You know, Michelangelo said that it's <laughs> not that our aim is too high and we miss it. It's that it's too low and we achieve it. There you go. Yeah. I'm not trying to achieve any goals here. Okay. Just trying to set the bar high. I got you. The city of Atlanta mistakenly (laughs) tears down home and then sues the owner for the demolition cost. (laughs) So let's why I tried to find to see if there was a resolution to this story. Uh, It's not. There's, I guess, still a case going on right now. Uh, I looked all over trying to find a resolution. Uh, let's listen to that story real quick. The city sent notices to the wrong address before demolishing his home on Atlanta's historic West End. He reached out to Channel 2 consumer investigator Justin Gray after watching a Channel 2 investigation here last week. Justin's live on Lawton Street in southwest Atlanta. This is very interesting, Justin. Yeah, Lawton Street, Karen. Keep that in mind. That's a key part of the story. That address is written right there on the screen. You can see this lot right now, just a vacant, empty lot. But the homeowner here says that address was wrong in communication with the city. They were referencing Lawton Avenue. That's a whole different place. In the process of a remodel, they come with bulldozers and knock the entire house down. It's just gut-wrenching. I don't even like looking at it. This century-old home used to sit on this West End lot near the Beltline. Everett Tripodis and his mother bought it as an investment property. This is prime real estate. But the city of Atlanta's code enforcement division demolished the home. Tripodis says he had listed the home with the city's vacant property registry as required by law. But he says the city sent its code enforcement notices and orders to the wrong addresses. You can see from the case file, certified letters to an incorrect address were marked return to sender. It blows my mind how they could have mistakenly sent these to the wrong address. And look at the demolition hearing they notice. Work for the, the address government. for yeah. demo, 311 Lawton Avenue, zip code 30314. But Trebotis's home is on Lawton Street, zip code 30310. Lawton Avenue well, different zip exist, code. but yeah. it is a different zip code. In fact, it's 1.4 miles down the road from the Trebotis home. I come and meet the contractor out one morning and the whole house is gone. Everything has gone, nothing but dirt. A city inspector found the home unfit for habitation because of junk and debris and an unsecured entry. Trebotis reached out to me after seeing our Channel 2 Action News investigation last week. Andre Hadno stuck with a nearly $700,000 lien on his Atlanta property for a code enforcement demolition. Did you, you know, take each brick and individually blast it off into space? I mean, for $700,000. In Trebotis's case, Atlanta City Council denied to pay out his claim for damages, writing, quote, 
quote, the council has determined that the city cannot accept responsibility for this matter and therefore cannot pay this claim. He has now filed this lawsuit against the city. The city demolishes the property and then sends you a bill for accidentally or mistakenly negligently demolishing your house. So wait, you're telling me the city investigated themselves and determined that they can't be responsible for the that. The future of this dispute, this case is now in the hands of a Fulton County Superior Court judge. So what happened after this, uh, this was the first report on this happening. And uh, after he sued them for the damages, they came back and are now billing him $68,000 for the dem for the demolition. For, for the demolition. <laughs> And saying that he's that he gotta, didn't even get tickets. To. He's got to pay it, or they're going to foreclose on the property. Now this all happened because they came and looked at it and says that it it wasn't habitable. It was under construction because they were doing renovations on the house, and they said there was debris and stuff out in front of the house, and so that's why they came out and looked at it and said, oh, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take this one down." That's because this house was under construction at that time. And then they turn around and instead of saying that, oh, yeah, we're really sorry, we're going to have to pay you for this. Clearly. Well, they did an investigation. Yeah, they did investigate. Yeah. And they found that they had no responsibility <laughs> on the matter. All right. And they How can people just not hate government after this? <laughs> you know? You just got to get the right people in power, How can man. you just not hate government? Especially that poor black man. <laughs> You're in Atlanta now with a, with a council. Mm -hmm. Full of black people on there, and this poor black guy, his every single one of his bricks individually were blown into space. <laughs> this happened again a few months ago to someone else who uh, her house got torn down while she was on vacation in Atlanta, and uh, so apparently they have some kind of an issue with Just this. Have demo teams running around. They sent they sent notices to the person. The notices were returned to the sender because there was no one at the address. I guess uh, he says when I saw. The uh, something come from the city, he got excited. Maybe it was a letter of apology. Maybe it was a check, but instead they're, maybe they're going to justly compensate me. I opened it up and realized that they were suing me for $68,000 for the demolition. How, how do you do this? How do you, a human, there are human beings that work for the city of Atlanta and are on whatever the board is that had to decide this. And they still made the, after knowing that the city of Atlanta messed up and demolished this guy's house. These human beings still decided to countersue this guy yeah. for the cost. Not only did they not apologize. Yeah. How do you do that? Who, who did this? They, it's like reverse Uno. Good Lord. <laughs> reverse Uno. They're mad at him. Yeah. His Uno card was a draw 68,000. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the one they, they played. Okay, so that was a good one. I think this one was from uh, June or something like that. I don't remember what quarter no, this came from. That's real dumb. Um, that was later than that, maybe August uh, when this when this take one happened. This one example about mm -hmm. how terrible government is. Yeah, and yeah. then no one, like no one in this in the state, or I'm sorry, no one in the government is going to have any accountability whatsoever. They're not going to get in trouble. They're not going to go to jail. They're not going to have to, they'll probably have to pay. I bet this will go at least high enough in the courts to where this guy will be made whole, mm -hmm. you know, but it doesn't like the city's going to, they're going to try to fight the whole way because they have their own team of lawyers and they're going to argue this case. And as we always say, they cannot admit that they were wrong about something yeah. as a government. You can't do it. 
And, uh, and I, I well, it's it. not just lawyers, it's judges too. It's insanity. What, what was that? I didn't understand. It's not just lawyers, it's judges oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just, the group of people that decided still to, like I said, there's a board or there's a team of people who they even, they figured out the cost. They got the guy's right address to send them something. And instead of an apology, they send them a bill for 68 grand or a lawsuit. What human being thinks who sleeps at night after doing that, after sending that guy this letter? Trump. Trump. <laughs> I heard Trump does yeah. similar things. Eminent domain know. after eminent domaining an old lady, he's he's totally fine with it. You know, totally fine. Oh, all right. So that's... I was going to say these are government employees. Um, employees they don't have. They are people. They don't yeah, have that's feelings. True. Yeah. You see, I said that they were human beings too many times. That's, that's where I was wrong. <laughs> They're government employees. Yeah. <laughs> totally wrong. Okay. Uh, and they'll never lose their jobs. No, they'll, they'll be keep fine. their pension. They'll probably. You know what they need? They need more funding. That's the problem. Is there is in their system. They messed up and it hasn't been updated because of budget cuts by Republicans. And their so GPS what they, system didn't, didn't yeah. know what the right street was. What they need yeah. is a is a bigger budget so they can have better communication. They and, got confused by their own zip codes mm-hmm. because of, of lack of, of funding. It's a lot of zip codes. Because How of can lack, you expect them to do this when they don't have enough money? It's a lack of funding. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The next Which one. is why they need this guy $68,000. I mean, they just... They're going to use that for the new yeah, system yeah. to prevent this from happening to other mm-hmm. people in the future. If he would have just somehow got that certified mail and would have let them know before they demoed it, it's all his fault. Yeah. Which is why, yeah. Actually, this is because of, of uh, Republicans underfunding the the uh, Postal Service. Which is an assault on democracy. Because people in the first place. It's an assault on you know? democracy itself. Mm-hmm. There you go. And so they can't... You can't admit fault. That means the democracy would be destroyed. Yeah. You don't want to do that. Yeah. All right. Then this is all about democracy. The next one, King County board member. Uh, I don't remember what month this came from. Charlie, you'll probably remember this one, but they, um, they got a board for the King County regional homelessness authority. I think King County is that, is that Seattle? That's just a guess, but I, I King County, Washington, Fox 13, Seattle. There we go. Yeah. Okay, so they've got a regional homelessness authority, and they got a guy maybe going to be on the board, happens to be a sex offender, but that's not important, okay? Except for the fact that he's also, like, uh, sexually offended other people mm. that were there. But anyway, someone tries to bring this up during their board meeting, this new guy coming on, and she just gets chastised for bringing up this guy's past. And then actually, this one. then actually turns around and says that he. This is why he needs to be on the board because this is an underrepresented group. <laughs> so let's. Uh, we don't have enough pedophiles <laughs> on this board. Let's watch <laughs> that video from Fox 13 Seattle. You know what we're missing? What? What? Oh, sorry. I was just saying. You know what we're missing? For diversity. Yeah. Pedophiles. Pedophiles. They're people too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. No, they that. aren't. Stop yeah, Justin. I don't think so. <laughs> All right, Justifying here we, it. Here we go. Lived experience. King County's Regional Homelessness Authority conducting... Wait, first, I have to point out the fact Snip. that when they announced themselves, they announced their lived experience. So you know this is going to go way downhill, mm. first off. This, this lady should have known better than to bring this up. But, okay, here we go. Of what happened. Next is Raven Crawford. 
lived experience. King County's Regional Homelessness Authority conducting business as usual during their virtual meeting uh, May 3rd. Representation of LGBTQIA2S+, American Indian, Alaska Native. Impressive qualifications as a continuum of care advisory committee <laughs> voted on new nominees. Impressive so qualifications. Yatahe, I second. Things running smoothly <laughs> until... Can I say something? We have a code of ethics on this board. Member Christina Switsky objected to 38-year-old Thomas Whitaker's appointment saying, Thomas Whitaker Raven Crowfoot is a sex offender, a repeat sex offender, and I have had bad experience with him. He can't disclose people's personal business here, right? Okay. And although that's public disclosure, like we have no right to out anybody in this space. Okay, okay. I thought thinking like that's just not okay at all. And I won't stand for that as a co-chair. We're not here to discover people's backgrounds. And actually, I'm glad that if that is the case, that he's here. Because sex offenders are another uh, population that is most vulnerable that don't have housing. (laughs) Tensions quickly rising as Whitsky openly shares allegations of inappropriate behavior. God, sex offense. Can we put that in quotes, actually, yeah. sec- with this person's face? It's another next group to it. of people that are most vulnerable. Sex offenders are another group of people, another population that is most vulnerable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we call that projection. Turn it to one of the uh, inspirational quote posters. Yeah. We'll put it next to that lady's face if we can fit it on the meme. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> God yeah. bless. You know, one interesting thing, the three out of these four, they're all like local stories, actually, which is interesting. You know, it's not it's not Joe Biden. It's not Robert Reich saying something. It's not Nina Turner no. saying something dumb. It's not Kamala Harris or whoever else find these people's addresses. Yeah, <laughs> but they'll be more likely to receive the trophy. Yeah, that's the cool part. Mm-hmm. These people win unless it's USC. They're probably not going to get it. But one of the other people win. We should send a card with a <clears throat> QR code to the episode. There you so go. Can listen to it. <laughs> Okay, um, I think it's pretty self-explanatory why this is dumb and why it just beat the other competition out of the water <laughs> so far. Um, this this is really, hard already. Yeah, it's tough stuff. Yeah. But she gets it now. Did we get a, is there a runner-up? Interesting point. The uh, the Can we late, send ribbons to the runners-up? Yeah, ribbons. <laughs> um, the person who got mad and told her that we can't bring that up or whatever, we can't disclose people's private stuff. I like how she says Even that. Though, and then she it's goes, public. it's a public yeah. disclosure. Even though it's public, we yeah. can't disclose people's private. He's a registered sex offender, <laughs> Tina. There is a sex offender <laughs> registry. Yeah. <laughs> and someone who has had bad, all she says is bad interactions with him in the past. It's He's a her sex lived offender. experience. I mean, she... Yeah, if yeah. she would have started with lived experience, I got molested by the guy that you guys want to put on the board. <laughs> like... I guess that would have been better. By the way, this thing was dumb enough just with the impressive qualifications <laughs> after they read off. The American Indian, Alaska If you look Native. at these people's resumes, mm-hmm. the, their qualifications for being on this board. Yes. <laughs> LGBTQIA2S plus mm-hmm. American Indian, Alaska Native. Alaska Native, yeah. So, and then someone gets on there and is like, I'm gonna, what the hey? What the hell's it going? Like, <laughs> come on. You had to look that up beforehand. Jeez. We all know this. Jesus. Okay. 
All right, that's a good one. <sighs> good job, everyone. You're making mm. it tough on us. That's three already. I told you it's going to be a quick episode. We, we normally have 10 or so that we go through on Dumb Bleep of the it's Week. Already, it's, only, it's already been half an hour, so. That's true. Yeah. It's, it's not, not that, that quick. Not that quick. And luckily, we have another video to watch from Spike Cohen. This is still. Oh, this made? This made it. This made this it. This is Q4's hmm. winner uh, right now. Um, this story comes from Georgia and the Department of Family and Children's Services. I just call it Child Protective Services when we were uh, doing voting, but the it's the DFCS in Georgia, and there's not a resolution to this case yet. Spike Cohen and his group, You Are the Power, have been doing a great job uh, keeping up with this, and they they made a really cool video uh, about it. I was going to actually read the post like we did the first time, uh, but he actually made a really cool video. It's a six-minute long video, but it's uh, worth watching and crying over and all that if you want to do that. Uh, so let's listen to what's going on with the Hernandez family in Georgia. And a big shout-out to Spike Cohen and, and You Are the Power for Don't Bleep of the Year, number four. Here we go. Meet the Hernandez family. That's Matt and Tucky and their daughters, Emma and Aria. Over the past few months, the Georgia state government has ripped the Hernandez family apart because Emma has a medical condition that the court simply refuses to acknowledge. This all started back in June when Matt and Tucky noticed some swelling in the lower legs of Emma, their infant daughter. They took Emma to a pediatrician who did some blood work and referred them to the ER. After an x-ray of her legs, the hospital's child abuse physician reported possible child abuse despite the fact that the blood work results indicated a medical disorder as the reason for her injuries. The Georgia Division of Family and Children's Services, or DFECS, seized Emma and placed her with her aunt and uncle. Two weeks later, a caseworker visited the Hernandez home and determined that their older daughter, Aria, is obviously happy and very well cared for. The next day, Tucky was arrested for battery and cruelty to children. Now, take a look at this and tell me that these are battered children. I mean, he's singing a little flat there. Yeah, that could qualify as battered. <laughs> Because of these charges, Matt is not allowed to communicate with Tucky, and Tucky is not allowed to communicate with Matt or her daughters. Now, while the aunt and uncle had Emma, she developed a rash on her feet. The state took Emma from them, claiming that either they were abusing her or allowing Tucky to come and abuse her. They took her to a hospital and they put her on a feeding tube and gave her other medical treatments without any of the family's knowledge or consent. Emma and Aria were then placed with a foster parent. At their first visitation, Matt noted that both Emma and Aria had signs of neglect, including cold, mottled skin and discoloration on one of Emma's legs. The foster parent completely dismissed his concerns and DFAX had no interest in hearing them either. After months of fighting just to get copies of Emma's medical records, including from when he first took her to the ER, DFAX finally gave them to him. 
two months later at their first court hearing, medical experts testified in court that Emma has either neonatal rickets or osteogenesis imperfecta, both of which are medical disorders which cause the types of injuries that Emma has, and that there is no sign of physical abuse. The judge, Heather Dunn, refused to admit their testimony and chose instead to rely solely on the hospital's child abuse physician who brought no paperwork and did not appear to understand these disorders. This physician's only evidence that this was abuse was a claim that these types of injuries are statistically caused by abuse. When he asked for the source of these statistics, he said that you could look it up on the internet. Let me say that again. The judge who is deciding whether or not to allow the Hernandez family to live together or not took the word of someone who said, look it up on the internet over the word of two medical experts who said that her injuries appear to be the result of a serious medical condition. Now, at the same time that all of this is going on, Emma and Aria were transported to a visitation center to see Matt. But Matt's in court fighting to keep his family together, and he obviously can't be in two places at once. So the state either messed up their visitation schedule or they intentionally scheduled it so that he couldn't be there. Either way, Aria was devastated. With each visit, Matt sees Aria becoming more and more withdrawn and depressed, and he sees Emma becoming more and more injured and sickly. During one of their visits, when the caseworker came into the room, Aria got scared and ran behind Matt. The caseworker smiled and accused Aria of being racist. Aria is three years old. And I'm willing to bet that she's more concerned about why she can't go home to her parents than she is about the race of the stranger who's coming to take her away from them. Now, if all this wasn't bad enough, a couple weeks ago, Matt found out that his visitations are being cut in half and that Aria and Emma are being moved to a new foster family instead of back to their aunt and uncle. In fact, this case was brought to our attention by the Williams family, a foster family who had temporary custody of Emma and Aria when their first foster mother went on vacation. After seeing how much these girls wanted to go home, the Williams family began to investigate and discovered the horrific tragedy that the state is putting this family through. In violation of their own policies, and despite the fact that the caseworker's report states that reunification is the goal of this case, the state of Georgia has refused to acknowledge Emma's medical condition, choosing instead to assume that she's being abused. They seem hell-bent on destroying this family, but we're going to reunite them, and here's how you can help. In this video's caption, I have listed the email addresses of all of the officials involved in this mess. I want you to email them and tell them to acknowledge Emma's condition, return Emma and Aria back to their parents, and drop all charges against them. Now before you do that, listen, I am sure that you're as angry about this as I am. But you know how much government officials love to play victim. Oh, why are these people saying these mean things to me? I'm just doing my job. They would love nothing more than to make this about them but it's not about them. And it's not about what we think of them. It's about Emma, Aria, Tucky, and Matt Hernandez. It's about ending this nightmare for them. Think of them when you're writing this email and be respectful to these officials. Don't give these people a chance to act like the victims here. And once you've finished emailing them, be sure to share this video far and wide and tag your friends and loved ones in the comments so as many people as possible can help us reunite the Hernandez family now. We can do this. So let's get to it. I love you so much. I love you more. To me back. To me back. Okay. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs> Demonic. Yeah, this is um 
Man, I'd be in prison, I think. Yeah. Yeah. There'd be like there'd be no more court battles. Yep. <laughs> you know. There'd be an insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Jan six all over again. Yeah. Um, we we talked about this uh quite a bit the first time we talked about it. It clearly won Don't Believe of the Week the week we talked about it. Uh, it's absolutely disgusting. Once again, I don't know how any of the officials involved in, in this can sleep at night or uh, how they, I don't, it's it's tough. It's really tough because uh, you want to say a lot of mean things. You want to email them and say a lot of mean things. I don't know what kind of emails need to be sent to these people, but uh, I will put a link to this post. So if you want to email them, you can. Um, and it's crazy to see people still defending the government on Spike's posts about this, like this latest person who said, Sounds like the system is doing its job. If I was the mother and I knew I wasn't doing anything, I'd say, please take my baby and fix her. If the problem resolves itself while the baby is out of the home, then you hurt your baby. I've seen this too much. Uh, they've seen it too much in New Orleans. I guess it's a big problem in New Orleans. Hmm. The state stealing people's babies. Um, yeah, I don't see the state doing its job here. And I don't see the mother saying, take my baby and fix her when they refuse to acknowledge the medical condition. They're, they're not they're not fixing the baby. That's one of the, the big problems there. So this is like an extra dumb on top of this dumb bleep is uh, this person's ridiculous comment. It seems like payback for something. Like It, it, it does seem like, like they... Matt or someone mm -hmm. or this woman made someone mad and some government official and they're doing, they're like abusing their power to get back at them. I agree. <clears throat> That's the only thing that could make sense. That could be how for it's a judge to like hear the testimony, and then still decide there's something going on there. Yeah, there has to be. It definitely seems that way. Uh, the other thing, let's say that this happened accidentally through just people being idiots or whatever. The other thing, like we explained last time, and like we already said in this episode, the government can't just come back and say that they were wrong about this and they'll risk these kids' lives in the process to defend the fact that they're right about this and to keep their jobs and to justify their existence. Well, not only, so, I mean, they've already ruined these kids' lives. As you, as Matt alluded to, like he notices Arya is becoming more and more withdrawn. She's in like this development stage that she'll remember for the rest of her life. Mm-hmm. You know, she's the not going to be... The older kid is, yeah. Yeah, she's not going to be... She's not going to grow up to be a secure person anymore. She's going to she's gonna be either anxious or avoidant because of the current experience that she is having. And this, these people are... Yeah, it's pure evil. Um, it's disgusting. Anyone in the group has something to say about I, it, let us know. I about cracked open the safe while the video was playing <laughs> and made my way down to Georgia. Yep. All right. Mm. Um, I'm putting the the uh, submissions in the voting channel right now. I'm just trying to remember. Um, play, um, <clears throat> play Try That in a Small Town. <laughs> Be blasting Jason Aldean the whole way down there. Oh, man. <laughs> G-A-D-F-C-S. There we go. So the the submissions are in there for voting in the Dumb Leap of the Year voting channel. Uh, you can go in there and place your votes. Everyone who's hanging out, listening with us right now. Uh, we got some great submissions. I Like I said earlier, I think it's really cool that these are more, other than USC, these are more like local stories. And it just kind of shows you how important those things are. And it's really cool seeing Spike do something like You Are the Power, you know, and uh, taking on these 
these local stories. Yeah, Spike's like not that. the dumb bleep. No, no, definitely no. not Spike. Uh, Spike's the the good bleep of the year. I don't know what you what bleep would be in that scenario, mm. but um, yeah. So get those votes in right now, and anyone who wants to explain what they voted for and why may do that at any why at, at any time. I chose the last one because you can't get a new house, but you can't get new kids. You can't get your kids back. So if the government takes your house, yeah, you can find another one. You can build a new one. You certainly can't get your kids back or, you know. That's good. Or even when you do, I mean, they're like Charlie was saying, they're, they're potentially causing lasting psychological damage. damage. Ho- hopefully yeah. it doesn't go on for a long time. Um, I don't remember how old the, uh, the old, was it three? Yeah, she's three. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe she doesn't remember this. We'll see how long this goes. Or, you know, we're also assuming it's going to get resolved and they're going to get the kids back. They might not. And yeah, then definitely you're potentially ruining these kids' lives. And that's a great point. You can get your house back. Uh, even if you don't get the money back from the city of Atlanta, uh, even if you got to pay them 68K or whatever, that can all be recouped. But uh, you can't recoup your kids if they come in and screw them up. At what so, point do we do we actually fight the government? <laughs> we we give everyone a pretty good list of things I mean, all the time. <laughs> I know what would happen if they tried to do this with my son. Yeah. You, you go to prison. Yeah. I'd be willing to risk my life. But then would you consider the fact that you'd, you'd never get your son back if you did, you know, so like... But I could I could maybe prevent this happening to other families. You'd probably create a new surveillance agency or something and like that. I, get take what, away, I mean, I get what know. Spike is saying. Be respectful. Because but. it's not evil bleep of the week. It's dumb bleep of the week. And I think we're giving too much credit by calling them dumb. <laughs> yeah. It is evil. Definitely. So what did you, what did you vote for? The destruction of the house. Okay. That was definitely dumb. Lawton Ave. Anytime you want to get your house demolished, you make sure they go to Lawton Avenue. Yeah. Okay. And not Lawton Street. Mm. That's a big deal for everyone. We got to, anyone else who wants to explain what their votes are, although I think we can kind of see what the uh, winner is going to be kind of running away with it. And uh, you know what I need to do? The funny need- thing is about the Georgia House story is that's not the first time. No. It's happened hundreds of times. They've done Atlanta has done it again since then. They just did it a couple months ago to a, to a woman while she was away on vacation and doing the same thing. And I think their answer is on this one, I think it's this one. They said that it's not their responsibility. It's between her and the construction company that demolished the house. That that's who she needs to sue, uh, not the not the city. Uh, so even though the city employed the construction uh, company, they paid them to do it. You know, um, I don't know in that specific instance if it was them that uh, that actually messed up or if it was the city. But yeah, it seems to be a problem, especially in Atlanta right now. Just imagine, like, there's a lot of things you got to worry about being in Atlanta. Like a tornado coming through could demolish your house. You never really think that the government's going to pay 
like a licensed contractor to set up outside your house and tear it down mm -hmm. without your permission. That's yeah. like really low on the list of things that your home insurance is going to cover. Also, <laughs> tearing know? things down kind of sounds fun. They're getting paid $68,000 to do that. I guess so. Well, so, I mean, they probably got paid less. The government needs to, you know, pay people to do the paperwork yeah. and stuff like that. Lawyers and such. And all that stuff. Yeah, I'm sure it would be fun to tear it down. Listen, I think we kind of know who's going to win. Uh, if no one else wants to sway any votes or anything like that, right now it's the Georgia Division of Family and Children's Services. And you know what? We should have Spike come on and talk about this case and what's going on with it sometime. Mm, we should. I'm going to, uh, he's, we, we've had him on a few times. I think we should have him come on and tell us what the uh, the update on this thing is. So are you going to send a trophy to the DFCS? I guess so. I need to, um, you know, that's what I'm going to reach out to Spike and see who the trophy needs to go to. <laughs> yeah. Actually. Yeah. And um, maybe. You should send it to the governor to bring awareness. So one thing, I, after I watched this video today, I went, I followed Brian Kemp on X and I copied the link to this video and I've been posting it on every single one of his posts on X. And I think maybe that's something simple we can all do. Spike actually has one of their slogans for you are the powers that cyberbully the government or whatever it is. Uh, so I think every time Brian Kemp posts something, the link to this X post needs to go on that. Or every time the uh, Georgia DFCS post something, the link to this needs to go on that. Don't ever allow them to propagandize how great they are at helping people without also giving people a chance to see the things that they really do. Mm. And uh, like I said, I'll put a link to the video we just watched in there. And um, maybe, you know what, as an honorary thing, even though I submitted this one, maybe it's Spike who gets the trophy instead of me this year. Got enough trophies. I was going to say know? this should go to Spike as a submission. Yeah. It, like yep. this, He's doing all the work on this. He's yep. doing God's work with this, really. Yep. I, uh, I I think that's what we need to do. We'll get Spike yeah. a trophy, and we'll ask him where the uh, where the other trophy needs sent. I mean, he's part of the Fed Haters Club. He just does. <laughs> he's been in there before. He's too busy to yeah. make it in here <laughs> to to actually put it in this in the champ. That's what it is. That's what it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's the dumb bleep of the year. The Georgia Div Division of Family and Children's Services and what they're doing to the Hernandez family. Um, I hope. Every wow, we actually made it forty six minutes right now. Thought it was going to be a much shorter episode than that. It's a whole radio. That's a radio that's, segment. That's an hour segment. Yeah, for the radio. Look at that exactly. Mm -hmm. uh, thanks so much to everyone who's coming and hanging out. And uh, there's a lot. There's a lot more of you hanging out with us right now. I know you're not wanting to talk, but you know someday everyone's going to have to come on here. You'll find your voice. Yeah, but we big thanks to the people who did have the courage to hit the push to talk button. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe other people are just, you know, they're they're at work or something. They can't sit there and talk or something like that. I always like think that, of the know? lion from Wizard of Oz. I know the reference, but I've never seen the movie. So, really? Yeah. <laughs> Like I, get, I don't know, they could be driving big rigs or something. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, mm. maybe in-cap truckers practicing safety right now. So that's fine. Mm. And my uh, brother's working on a tractor out on the practicum right now. So... <laughs> Practicum tractor. <laughs> yeah. All right, everyone. Toiling. Toiling away. The practicum. So right. uh, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for a great year. Yeah. yeah. Another great year in we the We saw bag. some ups and downs in the podcast. Um, we were demonetized, and then we 
remonetized, semi remonetized, and then mm-hmm. demonetized, and then semi remonetized. And it was the most money we'd taken in from the podcast this year. Yeah. So that was uh, that's good. We need to keep that on a upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's got to pay for the lap dances for the big guy over here. Yeah. So uh, that's what your money can go towards. Top on the G. Him and his uh, drag queen. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's. Those cost more too. Yeah. So that's why you gotta ship in more money. <laughs> I need some uh, I need some more gym equipment, actually. Yeah. You so. were talking about buying some stuff and how not for a resolution or anything. No, no, it's not a just, resolution. It's just gotten really expensive. You're just gonna start working out more starting this year. But I already started that last year. Okay. Yeah. So my soft a, my soft resolution is that I am gonna use make use <sighs> of the rower that's in your garage down there. You got a nice little workout area down there. Yeah. So I'm going to make use. I'm approved by all the doctors that tend to me at all times to use a rower. That you've been abusing yeah. yourself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I almost got taken away from myself. <laughs> Is that their you testimony? Know? Yeah, it's close. Yeah. All right, let's go. Maybe we should send a trophy to the judge. <sighs> and that's what Spike's going to say that a lot of people need trophies in this instance. Yeah. Um he might also say that it's a bad idea to send a trophy to one of them while this case is ongoing, but we'll we'll see what he says. Okay. I'll, hit, I'll hit him up. Uh, as much as I joke around about not caring, I do <laughs> deeply care. And so I want to say, especially to the Fed Haters Club, first and foremost, we appreciate every single one of you. It's been a great year. Y'all are the reason that we do this. Uh, this podcast has been going now for five, five years, five and a half years. Mm-hmm. The summer... This summer of 2024 will be six years. We have uh, 1,200 episodes now. Close. Just, there's no end in sight. This may be now. The numbers keep going up. We could. I mean, this like, may be the longest running libertarian podcast you guys will ever know about. That's our goal to be the longest yeah. running libertarian podcast. And the only way it can keep running is through fake fiat money that you guys send mm-hmm. us. Yeah. That's the big thing. What everything runs on. It's like the and more dash from Free Talk Live. That's right. So no, we do appreciate every and we appreciate all the podcast listeners as well. But the Fed Haters Club, y'all make it fun. It's really, it's really it's a fun job. They put their money where their keyboards are. Mm. And once a year. Where their mouths are. Where their mouths are. <laughs> That's right. Um it's uh it's not our only job. Uh maybe one day it could be, but uh it does make it really fun. You all make it really fun. And so I do from the bottom of my darkest part of my heart. I do appreciate. <laughs> from the darkest part. Yeah. To every single one of you. Well, that's the deepest part of my heart is dark. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Less light gets in there. That's right. It's mm-hmm. very deep inside there. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, no light reaches that. Yeah. It's so deep. Not the yeah. top of your heart where all the light hits. It's the bottom. Nate, any thanks you want to give? I've said plenty of things. Yeah. I thank everyone for being here. Yeah. And, um, and I'm looking forward to the last year as a Republic <laughs> for this, which we stand. This year is going to be fun. Nate and I have some cool ideas that we're working on. Not um, New Year's resolutions. No, they're just cool ideas. Yeah. So we're going to, I'm not going to announce any of them. We're just going to just pay attention because mm-hmm. we've, we've got some cooking. We've got some cooks in the kitchen. Y'all think we're about to slow down? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We're about to speed up. Speed up. All right. Hope you guys do have a happy new year. Uh, I do appreciate all of you. Share the show. Buy something on our store and leave a rating and review Mm -hmm. if you feel so inclined. Uh, Until tomorrow, 
I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty. Nate is better than Chuck. We love them both equally.